Mizzou or Ole Miss in the New Year Six? That is the question. And Stephen Willis of Locked On Ole Miss and I tackle this debate in an Oxford-style debate. You see what I did there? Coming up right now on Locked On Mizzou. You are Locked On Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. He's John Miller from Locked On Mizzou. I'm Stephen Willis from Locked On Ole Miss, and we are in Thunderdome. As you can see, we're going to talk about the Ole Miss versus Mizzou bad blood rivalry this week. You know, John, a really funny thing, all, all seriousness aside, I enjoy the toxicity of social media when college football fans just go at each other. I don't like it when you get personal, but whenever Ole Miss fans are sitting here talking about, hey, you haven't beat anybody, and then the Mizzou fans are coming back with, well, you got beat way less than or way more than we did, and it just over and over again, and that is the talking points. John, I love that about college football, and honestly – Mizzou fans, if nothing else, we know we play the joke that Mizzou doesn't belong in the SEC. If the fact that this is happening proves that they do. That's a great point. I love that you went there, actually, because mm-hmm. clearly everything does mean more in this conference because mm-hmm. I can't help but notice that while it's been a big battle, like you said, online between Missouri and Ole Miss fans, what about Penn State? You guys are behind Penn State in the rankings, too. Why no ire for the Nittany Lions? You should have the locked-on Nittany Lions guy here and, and be yelling at him. What's the deal? Uh, this is my theory on that, and I do have a theory on that one as well. I think that in September, if you can remember, everybody talked about how great the Pac-12 was and how down the SEC was. That was the narrative. And then as the season played out, it didn't turn out that the SEC was down. It just was Ole Miss and Missouri was the three and four teams in the league instead of LSU and Tennessee. So if you were looking for LSU and Tennessee to be the the next to the Alabamas and Georgia, yeah, the SEC looked down. But as it played out, that just wasn't the case. And the SEC actually was honestly about as good as it's been. It's just Ole Miss and Missouri took that position. Now, at this point, the committee has to decide – you have four SEC teams that belong in the New Year's Six. There's no doubt about that. Georgia, Alabama, Missouri, and Ole Miss belong in New Year's Six games. But here's the problem. You are not going to have a world when you have athletic directors and stuff in a room voting to where you're going to have four SEC teams and two Big Ten teams. Because the team that is going to lose in that whole deal is Penn State. Penn State is a team that absolutely is fraudulent and does not deserve to be in this discussion at all. They just don't. They have one of the worst resumes out of all of them. Their only big-time win that they've had is over Iowa, if you can call a win over Iowa a big-time win. It is a situation where Ole Miss has to jump them to get four teams into the New Year's Six. That's not going to happen. So you have this dynamic that's been put Ole Miss versus Mizzou for this third and final position in the New Year's Six. I genuinely think that Mizzou belongs in the NY Six. I do. I just don't think they do at the expense of Ole Miss, if that makes sense. No, it does make sense, and certainly we can we can have that discussion mm-hmm. without a doubt. But honestly, before we get there, I actually want to disagree with you on something else at the top. You were saying that you love 
all of this discussion. Well, I think it's entertaining, and I think for for this particular season, it's really pretty low-stakes arguments, right? So that makes it kind of fun. But what if this were 2024 and Missouri and Ole Miss fans were arguing for a spot in the 12-team playoff? Then, honestly, I think it would get pretty ugly, and quite honestly, it makes me actually – this whole – all the research I've done for our discussion actually made me realize how much I cannot stand – the coming 12 team playoff because if this was if if that had been the case this season this past weekend was one of the best weekends of college football I've seen in a long time Period. and it all would have been irrelevant just about now Missouri's win over Arkansas would have been irrelevant because they would have needed to stay inside the top 12 all that kind of stuff but when it comes to the Iron Bowl that incredible play by Alabama, guess what? It would have meant nothing if Alabama would have lost that game. They still would be in the top 12. And guess what? Michigan, Ohio State, they're both undefeated. Suddenly, that is a meaningless football game nationally. Don't get me wrong. Ohio State and Michigan fans are still going to care a lot. But then it becomes meaningless, meaningless for the 12-team playoff. Washington and Oregon, this rematch we're going to have this weekend, would the loser of that game still not be in the top 12? So what, we're going to have a third game between Oregon and Washington potentially? To me, this 12-team playoff actually ruins the college football regular season in so many ways. And I just think all you have to do to realize that is just put yourself the 2024 rules in this season. You know, I disagree actually with what you just said, because as the team that is sitting number 13 right now, so you can literally take what Ole Miss is going through this year into the 12 team playoff because it's essentially the same thing. Ole Miss wants to get inside the dance. Our egg bowl was done on Thursday night. We got the win. So we got to kind of decompress and look Friday and Saturday had the feel of the first day in the NCAA tournament for Ole Miss fans. You were going to otherwise insignificant games. You were watching Missouri versus Arkansas, and you knew that Missouri was going to boat race that Arkansas team. But you were hoping. You were hoping for that upset. And then Penn State and Michigan State, that's another game that was a foregone conclusion. If Alabama loses to Auburn, if that miracle play doesn't happen, Alabama is citrus bowl bound. Ole Miss is in. these different- Imagine if you're Georgia, though. That would have been the most boring regular season in the history yeah, of college football. It is, it is absolutely boring for people that are in the top four in the discussion in the 12-team playoff. I'm just, team- I'm sorry, just to me, taking it less off of that Michigan and Ohio State game, that, that's a non-starter to me. That's something that everyone should have thought about. Well, the thing about it is you have to win your conference to have a bye. In, in a situation where a buy is going to be important because we all talk about the wear and tear on players and things sure. like that, um, you have to win that game still to have the buy. Well, in that case, only... we should just make 32 teams, eight divisions, and, and play the NFL model then. If we're all going to be worried about bye weeks and all that kind of stuff. Uh, to me, that's one of the big problems with college football now in general. While obviously the sport is incredibly successful in the short term, I do worry long term that the more it becomes like the NFL – it's then seen as just NFL light instead of a product that's actually distinctly different, which is what it has been for the 150 years or so of its existence. That does worry me a little bit just in the big picture in the sport. Yeah, I, I, I understand that entirely. And, and it's the fact that you've, you've actually lived something that Ole Miss fans have not, and that is the fact that your heated rivalry, is it, 
realignment killed it and it killed it 10 years ago. Right. And, and, and that was gone. And, and the Kansas Missouri rivalry for Ole Miss fans that don't know is one of the best rivalries in college football. And it isn't about just in terms of passion, no doubt. Yeah, I mean, in it terms isn't, of isn't passion, about numbers no beside the name. Yeah. There's no yeah. numbers beside the name, but that game real similarly to the egg bowl is always special, kind of different and, and realignment killed that. So, I understand the direction and the idea that you have going into it. Uh, but I, I I am a very pro 12 team playoff. And, and honestly, we were the two, two, two guys in the locked on network right now. We should be doing 12 team playoff shows every day because Mizzou and Ole Miss are going to be right in the thick of that discussion for the next nine months. Well, I sure hope so. And obviously we would have been this season. I think mm-hmm. the Missouri offense bringing back most of it. Next season, going to have a lot of pieces to replace defensively. You know, of course, the Missouri coordinators could be in high demand as well. But, yeah, I would agree with you. I think both teams are in good shape for next season to make a run at that 12-teamer. All right, thanks again for making us your first listen of the day. We're just getting started. Coming up next, we'll talk about why this whole ordeal is Louisville's fault, not two lanes. Stick around. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find out exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay's guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusion supply. eBay's guaranteed fit is only available to U.S. customers. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Locked On has launched its first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you. 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, John, and I mentioned coming into the break there that this this is not Tulane's fault. Everybody is going to blame the group of five team as this is their fault that the NY6 is the way it is. It is not the group of five team. Tulane deserves absolutely to be there. It is Louisville's fault. These these stupid contracts that conferences like the ACC and even the SEC has to get lesser than teams that are like ranked 17th into the dance. It's that is that is the problem, and that is what is eventually what ultimately is going to make this New Year's Six argument kind of move. 
Yeah, it's really strange, too. It seems highly archaic, all these tie-ins, too, because as a Missouri fan, of course, back in the day, the Big 8 champion for years would uh, would be in the Orange Bowl. I gotta be honest, I don't remember the ACC having an historical tie-in to the Orange Bowl that was that strong. Certainly not like a, a Pac-12, Pac-10, Big 10, and the Rose Bowl type of deal. So, yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more there. I don't even understand why those tie-ins exist at this point. Yeah, and and let's get into the actual discussion and why people have been fighting online um, all week long. And the Ole Miss and Missouri resumes could not be more different. Different, and honestly, both of both of the arguments have merit. I mean, sure. it's a situation to where if the New Year Six was smart, Ole Miss, uh, Ole Miss and Missouri would play each other in the Peach Bowl, and they'd just be done with it. That'd be. A I would love that. Football. By the way, I'd be all for that. I even said yeah. that on my program. Let's just play Ole Miss. How about that? That seems like that's where the passion is right now. Yeah. If we want to put eyeballs on television screens, Missouri and Ole Miss, see an AT and T Stadium. I'm down. Yeah, it would be absolutely fantastic. You'd have um, Cody Schrader. You'd have Brady Cook, Luther Burden. Um, Ole Miss should be healthy by then because they've been hel- um, not healthy since the second half of the Georgia game when Jackson Dart got hurt. Um, but it just became a thing. It was like Ole Miss wants this. And the reason Ole Miss fans want this, by the way, just so that your fans understand what's going on, if Ole Miss were to go to an NY6 Bowl, this would be the fourth NY6 out of 10 that they've been to. So it'd be a four out of 10. It'd be a prestige thing. It'd be a status thing. And um, that is the reason why Ole Miss people are pushing so hard for it, honestly. So this is the reason that Ole Miss, whenever they bring up the Ole Miss versus Mizzou, this, this is what Ole Miss fans look at Mizzou and why Ole Miss thinks they're superior in this argument. If, Mizzou played Ole Miss's schedule, they would go nine and three. If Ole Miss played Mizzou's schedule, they would go 11 and one. And the difference being that LSU game, because I do not think Mizzou would beat Alabama. And anybody that thinks they'd win in Tuscaloosa um, that's not Georgia is, is kind of folly at this point. I think that the two best wins that were gotten by e- any of either of these teams was Ole Miss. The two best losses, Ole Miss lost at Georgia and at Alabama. And that simple thing is the reason Ole Miss just points to. It's like, okay, this is this is an obvious type situation. I genuinely think that Ole Miss is the best two-loss team. I think that the style points in Jackson Dart getting injured and Brock Bowers and all of that night at Georgia, I think that clouds everybody's memory of actually how good this Ole Miss football team has been. Because they were only down by a score in the fourth quarter against Alabama, but they throw in, you get blown out by top teams. That was that was a touchdown game in the fourth quarter in Tuscaloosa. So sure, I, my that, thing I, is, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, that's the reason that Ole Miss fans are willing, honestly, to die on this hill against Missouri because they genuinely think they're the best two loss team. So you think you have the best two losses or two wins? Excuse me. One of those is LSU, right, and mm-hmm. the other is Tulane. Is mm-hmm. that the is that the second one? Yeah. Okay. I, I, th- I think Tennessee is trash. That that's my that's my opinion. Okay, well, I don't really – I'll push back on that pretty vociferously because, honestly, why is the two-lane win automatically a better win than Tennessee? Because it seems like we've forgotten – I know this was all the way back in September – the Tulane, Michael Pratt did not start in that game. Their starting quarterback sat out that game. And everybody seems to think that Florida State not having its starting quarterback is very relevant. And if we're going to get into common opponents, yes, 
Obviously, that's a feather in Ole Miss's cap that they beat LSU and Missouri didn't. No question about that. Those two games were very competitive, both of them, no doubt. Give it to Ole Miss. They won the game. Missouri didn't. But if you're actually going to look at common opponents, Missouri beat the common four opponents, LSU, Georgia, Arkansas, and Vanderbilt. Missouri's scoring margin in those games was 32 points. And Ole Miss's was 14. So, in fact, if we're going to play the common opponent game, actually Missouri has a better case, in my opinion. Yeah, and, and I would see that. But um, also in that common opponent, that Arkansas game, you played it without K- – if if Michael Pratt counts one sure. way, K.J. Jefferson counts on the other. That's fair. And 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 beating bad teams, you know, and, and at the end of the year, the Arkansas that um, Missouri played was not the Arkansas that Ole Miss played. The next week they went to Tuscaloosa – and put the scare of scares in Alabama. That's they totally still, fair. Yeah, they were still trying to fight for a bowl game. Uh, by the end of the year, they by were. By the way, that's why I told everybody on my show to bet on Missouri in the last week of the season yeah. was exactly that point. So I'm yeah. with you there. But again, you, I hate the phrase apples to oranges, but you're never going to be able to compare exactly what a team is. And, and to your point, in terms of scheduling what a team is throughout a season, you can say that Tulane is an 11 and one ball club, but that's not the same as an 11 and one in the SEC or even an eight sure. and three in the SEC, in my opinion. Who was the best team other than Ole Miss that Tulane played? Was it? Was it Memphis, perhaps? I'm not really sure off the top of my head. Maybe it was UTSA last week, in fact. But, you know, I'm just saying, you know, we can go and then you can say, well, Missouri beat Memphis by about the same amount. Again, it's all just this is why I hate (laughs) this is, again, why I hate the 12 team playoff, because all this stuff should be settled on the football field. I'm not a figure skating fan. I'm not into style points. I'm into let's solve it on the football field. So, again, the heck with this bowl system. Let's just play Ole Miss. I'm down with it. Yeah, I, 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 I'm all for that. That's the reason I called this situation with Missouri. Like, whenever this whole deal started, I was like, this is a beauty pageant. This it's is totally. what this is. Yeah, it, I, it, I, Genuinely, I think if Missouri and Ole Miss did play on a neutral field, wherever that might be, I mean, what would the spread be in your opinion? I'd say it could be a pick em, maybe Missouri by one or two. It could be Ole Miss by one or two. I think it's yeah. less than a field goal one way or the other. Yeah, I I, it, I think it's somewhere between two and three points either direction, depending on what the public wants to bet on it. I don't know where it would open at. But... And you'd have to see who opted out of the game and the injury yeah. situations and all that kind of stuff. But I just think as we sit here today, I, I think really think Missouri and Ole Miss – about as close to a coin flip as you're going to get. I mean, I could sit here and, you know, try to pretend that I'm the Teddy Atlas to your Stephen A. Smith and we could just scream at each other for 20 minutes here, but I, I don't know. I just can't really fake it that but, hard. But that's, but that's what they want. If that's, that's what, what they the want, then I guess I need more coffee in me this morning. <laughs> By the way, um, I forget his first name, Darius Robinson. Yes. Um, the, um, his brother, I worked with him um, in Nashville, and I know Reggie – pretty well and whenever he was being recruited i remember when he committed to mizzou and all all of that i mean that that is a pretty cool story i just this a, a relationship that i have honestly cool. with one of the boys but good good line of scrimmage team by the way missouri is a very no good line of scrimmage team so um when we come back we are going to talk about why each team feels like they belong and what we ultimately think is going to happen so we'll talk about that in just a second. But right now, I do want to let you know that Price Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports in North platform in North America. They are the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. 
and it's just you versus the numbers versus battling thousands of other players and sharks and pros and all of that stuff. You pick more or less than two or six players' stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. With basketball season here, you can now pick a combo projection across football and basketball from the Specials League. Yeah, that's right. A league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, it'd be like LeBron James and Travis Kelsey at a two and ten and a half combo of three point three point field goals made and receptions. Prize Picks even offers a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players get injured. For football and basketball games, if you have players who exit the game in the first half and they do not return in the second, that player gets rebuted. Price Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on and use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on at college and use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to 100 bucks. Daily fantasy sports made easy. Thanks for making us your first listen of the day, and shout out to the everydayers. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. For your second listen, go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to be the first to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Be part of history. All right, John, each team thinks they belong in the New Year's Six, and and they do. And it, You can't claim that they don't belong. You can make an argument that you may be more deserving than the other, but you can't really make an argument that neither belongs to be there. It, honestly, like I said, Louisville's a problem, Penn State's a problem, and we told you the politics surrounding what goes on there. So tell me why Missouri thinks they belong in this game. Well, it's pretty simple. I think Missouri, quite simply, at ten and two, they've got one of the tougher schedules in the country. You talked about how you know Ole Miss has a tough schedule. If you actually look at Jeff Sagarin's rankings, Missouri actually has a tougher schedule than Ole Miss. I mean, we can sit here and argue about that all day. There's a million different yeah. schedule metrics out there, but the point is, I think Missouri's actually gotten better as the season has gone along. Not that everything that happens throughout the entire season, the first half of the season, that's all important too. I just think that you know, I know a lot of people, a lot of Ole Miss fans are irritated that Missouri fans are emphasizing how they played in the Georgia game so much. It's not even so much about how Ole Miss did against Georgia. To me, it's about how Missouri did against Georgia. They really hung in there on the line of scrimmage, both sides of the ball. Kirby Moore, excuse me, Kirby Smart, the Georgia head coach, actually even said that Missouri whipped their butts in the running game. So I just think that this Missouri team has done basically everything it could other than beat the two-time national champions. And yes, they also just couldn't win a shootout with the guy who's probably going to be the Heisman Trophy winner as well. Jaden Daniels is, man, one of the more dynamic quarterbacks I've seen in a long time. I'll give him all the credit in the world but you know like you say Ole Miss also 10 and 2 the frustrating thing to me is these two teams are in the same conference 
and they only have four common opponents. They almost never play each other. Again, I'm beating a dead horse here. I'd rather just play Ole Miss at this point. But if I'm going to make a prediction, is that do you want me to make my predictions here, Stephen? Yeah, let me know how you think this is going to play out, and I'll tell you mine. Okay, well, I, I mean, obviously I don't think, just because of how the committee is, because of how Ole Miss and Missouri are, I think Missouri's probably going to stay at number nine. Ole Miss will stay at number 11 here. And it seems like there's a decent chance both teams will get in as long as there's any weirdness with, like, Iowa beating Michigan or something like that. There's a decent chance it seems like both can get in. Missouri seems like an absolute certainty at this point. So I think the Tigers probably looking at a Peach Bowl date with Penn State. And maybe like you, we were talking off the air, Stephen, maybe the Pac-12 loser, either Oregon or Washington, the Fiesta Bowl would be a great outcome as well. And, and no offense to two lane or anyone in the group of five just as a as a team that hasn't been to a new year's six bowl recently unlike Ole Miss it would be nice to I don't know have a more a high upside opponent because let's face it if you're an SEC team you lose to that group of five team people nationally are just going to make fun of you they just are yeah and, and, and yeah and, and Tulane's a dangerous team that they yes. have a very very good run defense it they, they have a ton of transfers and I guess USC found out exactly what they can do a year ago as well. So this is the way I think. I, I do think, like I said, both teams belong in the New Year's Six. I, I think that Ole Miss is going to be the odd team out. I think Ole Miss is going to be in the Citrus Bowl playing um, Iowa. If Ole Miss can get in, I think there's the best hope for Ole Miss is Tulane win their conference championship and jump Penn State. Oh, okay. I, 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 I didn't think, think about that, that possibility. That makes I, sense. I, I think that is the best chance. But like I said before, the committee is not going to put two Big Ten teams in and four SEC teams in, and especially in a year when they spent so much time and effort talking about how down the SEC was this year. And I think that Ole Miss is going to be the victim of that narrative. And like I said, it it isn't Missouri's fault. It isn't Tulane's fault. It's Louisville's fault. And it's these stupid tie-ins and contracts with these bowl games where where Louisville is going to end up playing in a New Year's Six bowl game with a playoff ranking of 20. That's the problem. And and honestly, the 12-team playoff, that goes away. And I am glad about that. Sure. And you're going – because if it was a 12-team playoff this year, you would get that game – that um, apples-to-apples comparison going to Tuscaloosa. Literally, right. the conversation we just had, Missouri going to Tuscaloosa in the first round. Ole Miss would be going to the horseshoe. And the 12-team playoff this year would be absolutely fantastic. I, like sure. I said, the playoff doing... games themselves would be exciting. I, I'm not arguing against that whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I just thought that college football has always had the most exciting regular season to me of any sport, and I just think that's diminished a bit here. I think that the regular season will eventually be fine. You just have to change the way you look at it. True. Yeah. It. It. it and maybe no, I will adjust my expectations at a certain point. I certainly have with you know all the changes that have come in the sport really the last couple of years with the the transfer portal in particular. I've kind of adjusted to it at this point. I really have. Yeah. It. it and it's pretty, pretty interesting. But it's going to be like um, LSU versus Texas A and M. All of a sudden, that becomes what we normally associate with Ohio State and Michigan. That becomes the big rivalry week game because those are the two teams that are sitting around 12. Yeah. Or they affect you in some direct way. I think it's just going to be different games. It will be. Um, 
But so here, here's one scenario I'd like to throw out there for you. I may get you to turn on the 12-team playoff here. What if, let's just say, what if, because in the 12-team in, in the playoff, like the New Year's Six Bowls this season, next year there will be one group of five team that is guaranteed a spot. Well, what if that spot, what if it was Tulane versus Ole Miss for that spot and somehow Tulane were ahead of Ole Miss, you guys would be losing your minds because you beat Tulane, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, you probably yeah. have to have one more loss there, for instance. So, I mean, this is kind of a wild hypothetical. But, again, I, I just – it's it's not really solving arguments. It's just creating a whole bunch of new ones, in my opinion. And, honestly, if you look at, for better or worse, what we do, that – <laughs> that's kind that's of not the, the you're right it's a lot of fodder not the worst <laughs> yeah. thing in the world there for sure hey we're doing it right now aren't we <laughs> yeah exactly and um by the way the 12 team playoff next year texas who is probably one of the best four teams in college football would not be getting screwed that they are it is weird to think that the texas longhorns might get screwed and it's weird to actually even say that out loud but it honestly looks like there's no way for texas to get into this dance this year yeah, it would take some take some strange circumstances. Certainly, Florida State would have to lose without question. You don't think Texas would jump Florida State if the Seminoles lost? I I, I don't I don't know. Yeah, I don't I, either. I, I just I, my instincts say they would, but I haven't thought about it that deeply. But would they jump Ohio State and Florida State? That's the thing. Yeah, I guess you're right. That's a good yeah. point. It, it, it's just they've set it up in Alabama. They've also set it up to where Alabama, if they beat Georgia there's not going to be an SEC team in the playoff. You think so? Really? Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, I th I, I, if they I, left I, out Georgia, I'd be pretty shocked. I got to be honest. Georgia, I, I've said all year, there's, there's one team in the country that might have a shot to potentially beat Georgia, and that's Alabama. And Saturday is the default national championship game because I, I've seen those other teams. Georgia would have to completely pee down their leg in, in the playoff to lose to any of them wow strong take i like it yeah i don't know if it, i'm quite there yet with you i i think i think georgia's definitely playing its best ball right now they're you know kirby smart's got them clicking on all cylinders right now so you could very well be right yeah they got those um first round picks back and and they're they're just different when those dudes are on the field yep it's it's i understand that georgia everybody's like georgia tech played them really close yeah Georgia's been thinking about Alabama for about three weeks now. 100%. <laughs> so, anyway, thanks, everybody, for making our show your first listen every day. For your second listen, go to Locked On Sports today and sign up and subscribe to the first national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports today will be here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering the league. For your second listen, go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 stream channel. For those of you watching on YouTube, we'll send you there right now. Until then, for John Miller, take care, everybody.